0: Whether you have just a a few little gray hairs coming in or a full head of the grays, it seems like There's a lot of focus on aging in our society, many approaches to aging as well, many different kind of philosophies, schools of thought on growing older, how to do it gracefully in the different stages of our lives. Uh, Certainly a hot topic, I got to speak with uh, someone named Sharky Zartman. She is a motivational speaker, former coach, uh, an All-American athlete. Uh, She's also a professor, and uh, she has a pretty unique take on aging. Check it out. My guest today is Sharky Zartman. She is an author. She is a former All-American volleyball player on Team USA uh, at 1.2. She's a professor, radio host. She kind of does it all. Uh, and she is talking with us today about her book, her latest book on aging. It's called Win at Aging: How to Stay Fit, Free, and Love Your Retirement. Hey there, Sharky. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I can't complain. Thank you so much uh, for being with me today. I I love your strategy on aging, your philosophy on aging, because it seems like a lot of times we hear about aging, people getting older, it's kind of like a slow down, it's slowing down kind of mentality, but you're full speed ahead, energized, and kind of look at it like a sport. Just explain to me a little bit your philosophy on aging.
1: Well, first of all, I hate the paradigm we have in our country about aging being an eventual period of decline and, you know, it's all bad. And, you know, I'm just going what? I mean, we can change that. We can change that. There are a lot of so many people out there living their lives to the fullest. And like, like my dad, he's 98. And he, he is still rocking it. I mean, and so I really think that when it aging is, uh, you know, it's basically a lifestyle about how to enjoy your life at any age and i really think we can do that and first of all i'm not going to downplay aging because you know there's challenges that come up we're being we we are at more risk for just about every disease condition everything and you know so that's you know and that's that's tough those are challenges but i also look at it as basically an opportunity and because I I I know for myself, most of my life I was taking care of everybody else and you know trying to make ends meet and you know, that was all my focus. But now at this stage of life, we can be number one we can make our health and priority number one. And we can finally maybe ask ourselves, what is it that I want? What is it that I really wanna do? Because I think a lot of times people are just doing what they feel like they have to do and they're not enjoying their lives. And so I, I, I say, now's the time when you get to be a senior to put yourself first. And then finally, it's a privilege. Oh, my gosh, look at all the people that haven't made it this far. We are the lucky ones. And that's the way to look at it. I mean, a lot of people don't make it this far. So every day is a gift.
0: I totally agree with you. And I, I love that you call it a privilege um, and an opportunity, because it really is. I mean, it's, it's just another phase uh, that you really can kind of reinvent, you know, if you want to, or just kind of refocus a little bit. Um, so what, what are the main tips that you give people who may be lacking a little motivation or kind of maybe get in the slumps a little bit? What are the kind of general tips? You, you talk about um, building an aging team. What does that mean exactly?
1: Well, that means getting people together that have your same interests and goals and i think too often as people get older they are are with groups that just complain i went to um a meeting the other day and the table i was at they were all just complaining about everything and i just went oh my gosh and so i prefer to be around people who are vibrant who have goals who have interests like you you know so that's your team and the cool thing is you get to choose it and I don't like being around the other. They're psychic vampires. They like take all the energy out of you. And so I say to avoid those people if you can. So, yeah. So that's the team building thing.
0: Okay. And then focusing too on, obviously you have a background uh, in volleyball and sports and you've always been active. Um, what's your best advice? Uh, you you hear always, you know, sitting is, is like the new smoking. You got to keep moving. Uh, what's your advice as far as, Um, being active both physically and mentally.
1: Well, I think the two are very strongly connected. And most of the time, people just focus on the physical part of aging, you know, my joints are getting bad, or my skin's getting bad, or, you know, just all that part. But it all starts up with your attitude and with your mental outlook. And as we get older, there are things that change, obviously. And so I tell the people that I work with, focus on what you can control, not what you can't and focus on what you can do not what you can't. And so, because like in my case, I, mean, I love volleyball, but I can't play anymore because I've had knee surgeries and that just, you know, I'm going, oh my gosh, but I found other things that I could do. And I'm so excited to be doing them now because I never would have done them if I couldn't play volleyball. I just would have probably kept volleyball until I was 90. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, how did aging become kind of your foray here? Why did you decide to write some books on this um, and and motivate people. And and what is kind of the uh, the style? How would you describe kind of the style of the book?
1: The style of the book is it's it's a lot of sports speak because I do compare aging to sports. And the reason I do that is because all athletes know you have to train for sport. You always don't get to win. Sometimes you get knocked down, but you get back and you um, keep training. And so, you know, the, the sports, I thought, gosh, everything I learned as an athlete and as a coach, all these principles apply to aging. And so that's why I thought of the paradigm, taking it on as a sport. And if you do that, it becomes empowering. It becomes empowering. As you know, if you've probably played a sport, you don't always get to win. You know, sometimes you have things that, you know, you just kind of go, oh, darn it, you know. But you don't stay down. I mean, you get back in there and you keep trying. And so, so with that, it's empowering. It's not depressing. It's the flip side of the attitude.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting way to look at it. And there there are a lot of metaphors that really do apply. Once I was kind of reading some of the rules of aging uh, as you lay it out. Um, So this book, would you say, is kind of geared more toward baby boomers generation? And or does it can, you know, someone like me, I kind of have a baby face, but I'm 37. I'm I'm starting to feel, you know, slow. And you feel certain little things here and there. The years seem to go faster. Um, What's your kind of advice for younger generations, too?
1: I would say when, when I was young, I dreaded getting old. I just, my, my grandmother just hated everything. You know, she never worked out. She never did. I thought, I don't want to get old. And I would tell somebody your age, don't, don't fear aging. I mean, you know, you have so many things that you can control and so many things that you can do to still be able to enjoy life and um, don't give up on your life because of a number and just keep doing what you enjoy. If you find that there's something you can't do anymore, find something else and find other people that feel the same way, because there's too many people out there that have bought into this idea that aging is all bad. It's not. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And it it can be, especially during the pandemic, this seemed to, we really saw a lot of attention on older people who maybe felt isolated and lonely, um, you know, especially during the pandemic, but even before and after, I mean, that can be a common problem uh, as you get older, um, feeling isolated. What are some tips to combat that a little bit? And you said you you just kind of surround yourself with people who think the same, but have you noticed or heard more from people that they were feeling lonely during the pandemic?
1: You know, I, I, what I tell people is you've got to reach out. People aren't going to come to you. And so if you're lonely, you've got to make the first step. And there's so many groups that you can check in with online. There's so many organizations that have groups that love what you love. And, um, you know, I think really with the pandemic, it's, I know people are lonely because they can't, actually couldn't actually be with other people because of the transmission of the um, virus. But a lot of them got better computers They taught themselves, you know, how to do that because they wanted, they wanted that interaction. And so, you know, I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I'm saying that people kind of stretched outside their comfort zone just to meet other people and try new things. And so, and so that's, you know, what I always encourage people to do. Don't just stay there and be lonely, pick up the phone, don't text pick up the phone and talk to somebody or do zoom do something where you're interacting I mean the texts I mean oh my gosh
0: <laughs> I know it's easy for for me too to just it's easy for all of us to just get buried in our phones uh, these right. days too so well I I really appreciate your time if folks want to get their hands on the book uh what's the best way to find the book
1: and more about you well, Amazon is probably the best place to get it. Most people shop there for books. Also, Barnes and Noble and Walmart. And I do have a website, and sharkiesartman.com, just my name, and has some of my articles up there and some of the things I teach. And you know, I go to workshops and I give speeches. And um, and so I just I really love my life at this age. I didn't think I would, but I'm so busy and I just I I just love it.
0: Yeah. Was it was it something you used to? Feel- before you got to this point
1: you know, not really not really um, when I when I started thinking about oh gosh you know um, I went to my doctor and and I started complaining about some things and he goes he's looking at my chart and he goes he goes well all these things are normal because of your age and I went I looked at him like I think I was in my um, I think I was in my mid40s. And I went, are you kidding me? And he goes, no. And he goes, and it's going to get worse. And I go, well, can you do it? Can, can you do anything? Can you know, I mean, what am I supposed to be doing? And so he wrote me a prescription, for, I think for Xanax or something <laughs> yeah. And that's when I realized, hey, I'm not getting help from many doctors here unless I'm like really bad off. And so I got to do something for myself, and that's when I really started feeling empowered and wanting to share this, you know? I want to give people hope. I don't Well, my daughter when she turned 40, she goes, "Mom, I'm depressed." And I went, "Why?" And she goes, "Because I'm 40." <laughs> <laughs> You have a husband, a great job, two great kids, you know, you're not wearing that number on your forehead. Stop it. You know, and a second kind of attitude that I just, you know, I'm really passionate about trying to change that.
0: Well, I can tell and you can tell in the book as well. So I really appreciate your time and for spreading the message. We all kind of need the, the reminder and the kick every now and then to uh just remember to keep everything in perspective and be grateful for where we are and and i'll be grateful if i if i make it to 98 like your dad as well which is awesome so Yeah. yeah sharky's artman thank you so much when at aging is the name of the book appreciate your time
1: thank you so much Graham.
0: absolutely love her attitude her philosophy her energy just in general thank you so much sharky